Let's turn to Ephesians and we'll start moving again in Ephesians. <laughs> we finished last time looking at 31. Well, we've been over 31. The mystery. Oh, 32 that is. <laughs> and we mentioned there when we're in 31, a man's and Christ's bride. <clears throat> There's a picture of leaving, cleaving, weaving, and caring that um, comes into a marriage. There's a marriage tomorrow, the next day, practice tomorrow. <laughs> and um, those four things are what the Bible says will happen okay. in, the, in the life of a couple. And then <clears throat> we move on to chapter 6. So as a Christian and his behaviour, we're looking at in the big sense, in his marital relationship, that's the third point under the Christian and his behaviour, as a partner in a marriage, and that's verse 22 to 33 of chapter 5, and now we come in his marital relationship as a parent. And so the Christian and his behaviour as a parent, verses 1 to 4 of chapter 6. The Bible touches a lot of subjects, doesn't it? <laughs> it covers the things we need to know about living a Christian life and how to. Um, gives us the principles to live by. And so we have here as a parent in the Christian's behaviour as, as such. Let's pray and ask the Lord to guide. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the word of truth carried down through the ages for us today. Lord, we know that many have lived in a different culture with different pressures and temptations, but God leads us all along. And Lord, we know that no matter what comes and what technologies and gadgets come into our world, we know that you will keep leading us along and your word is always applicable. Lord, bless the word as it's given today and tonight for parents particularly and children in particular as well. Lord, we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> and so we have the simple task of a child. Now the children probably say, no, no, it's all hard. <laughs> Wait till you grow up and get the responsibility of being a parent, looking after children and that responsibility that God has given us as we mature, marry and grow. And so the simple task of the child, there's the principle in verse 1, there's the precept in verse 2 and the promise in verse 3. That's verses 1, 2 and 3 that we, we may not look at all of those tonight. First of all, the principle. I think if anyone, we asked any of the children here tonight that have been in Sunday school or home for a while and have started thinking, what is the principle you are to live by right in the start of this verse? Children... Thank you. <laughs> Children, obey your parents. And this is a principle to live by. <clears throat> the duty of the child is summarised there. Obey the authority, your parents. Because if you don't learn to obey your parents, the authority there, what won't you be able to obey as you go through life? Other people. What other authorities will come? And that's what we find in society today. That's running them up because they haven't learned 
to obey or that parents haven't taught them to obey. So in what authorities are there outside of the home that come to play and bear in our life? The law, long arm of the law, the policeman. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sums, sums quite a bit of it up. And <clears throat> you'll have your boss, you'll have your teachers, you'll have your policemen, you'll have the government and all the things, the laws that they bring, bring in. And so they are all there um, to obey. And if we don't learn at home, we're going to be strife all the way through life. A lot of the jails wouldn't have them, the, the people in there, the inmates, if they'd learned to obey at home. Isn't that true? I'm sure it is. And, and the trouble is the authority is being taken away by the government for them to do what they think is correct. You see, the Christian is to obey the Lord first. And um, if they try to take so many authorities or so much authority away from the parents saying you're uneducated you don't know we know better we're educated we've been to uni and all that then is it real the real danger and especially in a society in which we live that's humanistic and atheistic and they they have all sorts of ideas that are not godly and so <clears throat> when we think of children are we born rebels or are we born with reverence and respect <laughs> we're born rebels we're born sinners all have sinned and come short and so the littlest one has a rebellious heart and that parents must recognize that you see the world doesn't deal with the sin problem they try to uh, educate people to govern their behavior but it's the sin problem that needs to be dealt with and the submission submission problem. They need to learn submission. We need to learn to obey. To obey is better than sacrifice, the Lord said. And the earlier we learn to obey, the better. And uh, parents might have raised children, might have raised several children, and the one they disciplined the more has a better perspective of life and better hope in life as far as their, where they go in life if they've had that discipline early and they've respected that. Children who defy parental authority will defy every other authority and the main authority that they'll try to defy in their disobedience will be God. And uh, we can be thankful for parents even who are unsaved that exercise discipline in our lives that we might not have liked it at the time. They, they, they maybe were preparing us for a day when we'd meet the Lord and we would submit. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to the Lord. And that will be absolute and complete obedience. So when parental, parental authority is misused, God can sovereignly overrule even if we were raised in a bad family. You know, we, you have testimony of a lot of people who got saved later because God took on the fatherless. And God helped that one to come and learn obedience at his feet through his word. And praise God, 
for that. Um, <clears throat> children born in Christian homes have great privilege. And uh, think of the places. Have you ever stopped and thought, what if I was born in a non-Christian home? What if I was born in an atheistic country? We're talking to a young Chinese girl down in Melbourne about a year and a bit ago. She was, she's lived with her parents. She's done uni here. But they'd migrated out somehow. <clears throat> and we just started talking about different things. And she has, we talked about communism, how it works over there. And she said, yeah, that's the way it's got to be. The government's got to have the authority, otherwise it <laughs> runs amok. And you thought, she's got the right idea there, but it's got the wrong, the wrong backing, the wrong, the wrong idea. <laughs> Communism, government control. And, and, and that, you know, even in the religious, spiritual area. So we could have been born in different places. We could have born in, been born into a family that was idolatrous, um, abusive family, atheistic family, communist. Um, materialistic family, a, a rich family. Someone was saying of some young people they uh, go to school with was saying <clears throat> they um, they come back from the holidays and they're talking to them. Oh, what do you do? We did this and we did that. We went to camp and we did that. Oh, what do you do? Oh, we went to the same old resort. <laughs> yeah, high paid, <laughs> swimming pools, everything you want. Same old resort. You see, they're materialistic. They don't, they don't appreciate what they have. And there's so many things that, as Christians, we ought to be thankful for. We've been given love and acceptance, grace and compassion. We've been given the scripture. We've been given the gospel. Um, we've learned to respect the truth. <clears throat> respect the truth and love the Lord. <clears throat> so we have a responsibility. Uh, <clears throat> If we've got great privileges and we don't avail ourselves of these, let's notice some of the things the word says. If we've got great privileges and we don't take them on, on board, Matthew chapter 13, children obey your parents, is right through in principle. And here <clears throat> in verses 10 through to 15, the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered, Because it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him, it shall be taken away, even what he hath. And so privilege brings responsibility. We are to behave, we are to believe, we are to t avail ourselves of the blessings that God gives us. And that can go in a family, that can go in with our country, that can go in our job. That God blesses us, we ought to um, be thankful and grateful and use the opportunity. Matthew chapter 21 and verses 42 and 44 speaks of that being taken away and given to another which you had the privilege of having but didn't use. Luke 12, 47 to 48. And it says there that the one that had great privilege and didn't avail themselves of that will be beaten with many stripes. In Luke chapter 10, verse 12 to 15. 
If the mighty works that have been done in you had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. And so for children born into Christian families, they have the great responsibility of believing, obeying, and trusting the Lord. Um, An awesome responsibility. And a child who rebels against parental authority in a Christian home earns God's great displeasure. For him to obey is right. Anything else is terrible and it's criminally wrong, really. And we know of people that have been raised in godly families that have gone astray and are doing their thing in the world tonight. And they have, they have, you, 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 I think of that verse, heap fire of coals upon their own head, well, upon an, another's head, but they put it on their own head because they should have and they have not obeyed and followed the Lord. The whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. And um, in a Christian home, we are to obey our mother and father. Now, what book in the Bible do you think speaks a lot of this? Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Let's, let's go to the book of Proverbs for a little bit. And we're just looking at children obey your parents, the principle. Chapter 30 in the book of Proverbs. And verse 17. <clears throat> what would be a good idea for you to do, young people, is get a colouring and pen and read through the book of Proverbs and just think of the verses or, or let you know the Lord lead you to them as you read through it where it mentions child or young person or, or something and colour it in a colour so you can you can read through it at a glance just fold the you know move the pages like that and come right on them and reread them and read them until you memorise them <laughs> Proverbs thirteen seventeen says the eye that mocketh at his father and disobeys despises to obey his mother the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagle shall eat it so what happens to the child that make, mocks his parents yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad news um, I don't know anyone that has had that happen maybe there's less birds around <laughs> but <clears throat> I know some of them <laughs> been picked on the head and magpies and butcher birds and things like that but this is what the Lord thinks in, in, in displaying it in that thought the, the birds will pick out that person's eye is not mentioned the eye that mocketh his father despises to obey his mother you, you read, read through the book of Kings the book of the judges and you, you mostly in the Kings you read through there and you have a a really good king. And then what happens to the child or children? Really bad child. Some of them are real good. I was reading Asa this morning. He's a good king after a good king. And it didn't often happen, you know. And Samuel and his kids. You know that the word of God is plain on these things and children need to obey their parents and they'll have that responsibility on their shoulder on judgment day notice in verse 11 of the same chapter and when it repeats something like this you need to take notice 
There is a generation that curses their father and doth not bless their mother. Are we there? Are we there yet? (laughs) I think we are in this world. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet not washed from their filthiness. We're certainly there. They'll stand up and defend their their bad behaviour. They're pure in their own eyes, yet they're not washed from their filthiness, displayed even on the weekend in Sydney. There is a generation, oh, how lofty their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up, proud bunch. There is a generation like that. And there is a generation whose teeth are like swords and their jaw and their jaw teeth like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. And so it is. There's a generation that's doing that. There's people doing that in our streets and they're reported on by the news. They're taking advantage of those. You know, these people are breaking into houses. These people that are doing a lot of break-ins in the, seems to be more Melbourne, into the richer people's houses or the older people's houses who are defenceless and they beat them up and take their stuff. They're like, got teeth like knives. The horse leech has two daughters crying, give, give. That's what they're after. Give me, give me. I'll take if you won't. There are three things that are never satisfied and four things, and you can read those verses there. There is a generation that is like this. Go back to chapter 28 and verse 24 of Proverbs. Whoso robbeth his father or his mother and saith, it is no transgression, the same is a companion of a destroyer. And this is talking about children who've grown up or growing up and do this. Young people, how can you rob your mum and dad? <laughs> right. <laughs> What is that called today? Elder abuse. Elder abuse. I come across that term in hospital. I was in there and they handed, an older person gave me this paper and that was what it was all about. And I thought, oh, it really hit me then. Yeah, okay, I know people doing that. But what other ways you can rob mum and dad? Now, you can do it literally, you know, going to get your the money out of their person and don't do that but that that's that's real robbery <laughs> but what other ways are there that you can rob your parents ne- never visit them no show respect to them but w- w- when you're younger when you're younger what can you do you know they 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 feed you they clothe you and so show no respect to them that's robbing them of the respect that's due to them there's a heap of ways you can rob. You know, they give you this and that, but you're still not satisfied and you want more. You rob them. You rob them of joy. You rob them of money, of possessions. You rob them of sleep. There's umpteen ways that you can rob your parents, not just taking some money from their, from their wallets. You shouldn't do any of them, but he that fail, he, he, whoso robbeth his father or his mother, he saith, it is no transgression. Look, it pays, but it pays bad. <laughs> you might get something from them, but you'll get a lot in return from the God 
who made you. And so we could dwell on each of these verses, but there's some serious thoughts there. You know, they put you through education and all that, and you fail to keep following that through. You know, you, you, you don't use what the opportunities that you had. You, you don't help in the, let's get around, you don't help in the chores around the house. Isn't that robbing dad and mum? Because they've got to do it. If you don't, well, maybe they should make you, but if you don't do the chores... You know, it was, it was fun feeding the cows in the summertime. But when it come wintertime, it was real cold and it was all mud and slop everywhere you went. You had to get off. You, oh, you still got to drive the wheel tractor, but you had to get off in the mud and slop, especially down there. Every gate, you'd be sinking as deep as the wheels could go. It wasn't so much fun then. But you still had to do it. You had to milk the cow whether it was hot or cold or wet or rainy. And down there it rains a lot. But you, you, know, you learn to obey by the things that are given in your life. And everyone has some, everyone's raised in a different way, in a different area, with a different nature, with your parents and their, their natures. It's, it's interesting how God brings us all up and through life and the experiences of life. But the Proverbs tells us we are not to rob our parents. Um, <clears throat> verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 20. It here talks about cursing your parents. It says there, Whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Cursing mum and dad. Did, did kids do that today? Of course they do. They've done it in time past. They do it more today than ever. They... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a punishment, wasn't it? The stoning happened. Now, it'd be pretty hard for your mum and dad to do that because it's one of their own. And if you love your children as your parents, it'd be very hard. But, you know, at, at work or school the next day, the word's all passed around. You hear what happened to Johnny? I mean, Johnny, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, isn't it, Susie? <laughs> They were put to death because they cursed their or did something against their parents. A serious thing. You see, learning respect there goes right through. Chapter 19 and verse 13 of the book of Proverbs. 19 and 13. I know we're going backwards here, but... A foolish son is the calamity of his father and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. We'll just touch the first one. The other one can be dealt with another day. But a foolish son is the calamity of his father. He's not proud to own him. He does silly things. He's been, <laughs> been caught down the street doing something, robbing, and um, Mr. Plod <laughs> comes to the door knocking. If you have the police knock at your door and you're, oh, what's going on? <laughs> But and they open the door and they say you such and such yeah I've had it happen but it wasn't with my children <laughs> and uh, yeah you had a car yeah yeah it was involved in an accident I said no 
I said we sold that one yesterday. <laughs> but it, we've had we've had in the church people, parents who have had the police knock at their door because their children were misbehaving, stealing actually, stealing, and they didn't know anything about it, and they'd stood up for their children in their in their behaviour, and this is the next. You know, it brings shame to the family, doesn't it? A foolish son is a calamity of his father. And it's terrible when that happens and the very embarrassing. 26, verse 26, of chapter 28, uh, of chapter 19, sorry. He that wasteth his father and chaseth away his mother is a son that causes shame and bringeth reproach. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth thee to error from the words of knowledge. Get away from the people that are causing you to do that. Cease from that. That's causing you to cause this shame that, uh, upon mum and dad. Ch chase away his father and his mother. Yep, that goes on. Well, <clears throat> um, <laughs> chapter 17 and verse 25, just over the page there. You see, you can underline all these. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bore him. How many sleepless nights have parents spent because of the behaviour of the children? Grief and bitterness. Don't do that. Do what the Lord wants. Now there's some of the negatives. Go to chapter 1 and start the other end and look at a few. In chapter 1 and verse 4. And we read there, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. What does? The word of God, the wisdom of God gives that to them. Verse 8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father. Forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If sinners start talking you into something, consent thou not. Don't do it. Children, obey your parents. This is what the Bible says. Chapter 13, verse 1 of the book of Proverbs. 13 and verse 1, where it says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner break, heareth not rebuke. So <clears throat> hear the instruction. Of your father. Um, maybe us older ones, you think back and <laughs> I can think back to many occasions. <laughs> Out in the paddock, chasing the crows off the sheep, <laughs> trying to pick the eyes of the lambs out and all that sort of thing. And um, being mocked by my brothers, oh, you're just a goody-goody. See, Dad wasn't home. Dad was away for eight years, working down at Lakola Hayfield where them fires are, logging for eight straight years. And there was uh, five of us in the family at that time, five kids. And <clears throat> we had to try to manage the farm as best little kids knew how to. <laughs> but you'd, oh, you're just trying to get on, you know, the good side. No, no I'm just doing what's right. You need to obey your parents. And mum had a lot of pressure on there. 
as you can imagine, trying to run the farm. There's only a small farm, but and the kids, half at school, half not, half home, and the phone calls and all that that came in. Some have been through that. But <clears throat> listen to your parents. Be a blessing. A wise son will hear. In chapter 10 and just verse 1 back there. The Proverbs of, a, of Solomon. A wise son maketh a glad dad. You want dad to be happy? You know what you should do? Obey your father. <laughs> be wise. But a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Um, <clears throat> 10 and verse 5. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Doesn't it touch on every area? <laughs> Even sleeping and getting up in the morning. <laughs> it talks about that. He that gathereth in the summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth while the harvest needs to be gotten in is a son that causes shame. <laughs> if, you, if you start late in the day, what do you have to do at night? Work late in the night. And you're trying to have lights and things to, on your vehicle to, to get the job done. Be better to get up Go, go well, God's got the light going. The sun's up. And um, <clears throat> be diligent, not lazy. Be righteous. 23, 24 and 26. We won't look at them. Keep the law. 28 and verse 7. 28 verse 7. Keep the law. 29 and verse 3. Love wisdom. And parents could be the problem. It lies with the lack of your love and it can lie with the lack of discipline as well. If your children are not loved, they could be acting up to get your attention, even if it's the wrong sort of attention they get. <laughs> and uh, discipline and love needs to be held in balance. And we haven't got time, we've run out, to look at those. Maybe we'll start with them next time we're together. But having the love and, of the child and the discipline of the child in balance, it's a necessity to raising godly children. So... When we get to heaven and the Lord says to you, why didn't you obey your parents? And you look over there or there, whichever side, <laughs> and say, well, they were tyrants or they were mean or they were unloving. And God's, God's going to have all that in balance. But you will have the responsibility that comes upon yourself. Did I obey? Did I make them cranky? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what does the children say? Provoke, it's in the next verses. Provoke not your children to wrath. <laughs> a, parents can be part of the problem there. 